Welcome to Career Beats, 20-minute talks to navigate the new career development paradigm. Hosted by Carmen Gonzalez, coach and career advisor at Isade Careers. Hi, listeners. I am Carmen Gonzalez, Associate Director of Isade Careers, coach and passionate about unlocking talent. I'm so pleased to be here with you today. Are you tired of coming out from an interview thinking that better preparation would have helped? Would you like to have insider's information about what recruiters look for in an interview? For today's episode, we are so excited to have Mike Mascarenas, International Campus Recruiter Lead at Boston Consulting Group. Mike is originally from the US, where he graduated from Cornell University in Applied Economics and Management. He started his career at PwC New York in risk and regulatory advisory. And after a few years in PwC, his international mindset took him to Barcelona to pursue an MBA at ESA Business School. After completing his MBA, he joined ESA as a career coach, working with thousands of students to help them navigate their job search. This experience surely gave him the best foundation to succeed as a campus recruiter in his current role at BCD. We are so excited to have Mike with us today and have an insider's information about what recruiters look for in an interview, in consulting, and in general. Mike, thank you for being with us today. We are so excited. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Really excited to be here. Yeah, we are so excited. You have such an interesting profile. Just a shame you didn't study at ESADE. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited that I'm working with a lot of different Spanish schools now, and ESADE has been incredibly impressive so far. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so regarding interviews, I will start with a very general but crucial question. What are the key aspects you look for during an interview? In fact, during the entire recruitment process? Sure. I think it's a really good question. And it's something that um, maybe students don't fully understand uh, when they're applying and then subsequently interviewing with companies. But we don't hide what we're looking for as recruiters. The company values, the job description, these are written with a lot more care than some candidates may think. So the first thing I would say is really understand the values and motivation of the company. And mm -hmm. then also the job description, what is written actually there for the job that you applied. Um, you can imagine that in the interview process, you're going to be asked a lot of questions that align specifically both with the company values and with the job description. From there, of course, I think that as much as technical skills are important, communication and presence in an interview is key. Mm -hmm. We all have this sense that maybe we're not perfect for the job that we're applying to. And if you allow that sense to come off, that lack of confidence can be killer in any type of interview process. I would actually say that many people, many interviewers are looking just to connect with the interviewee. And consequently, when someone feels that they aren't good enough for the role or that their profile doesn't fit perfectly for the role, when you convince yourself that, that comes across in the interview when you're meeting with someone. So just that kind of presence and confidence that this is the right job for you is hugely important and often um, undervalued by candidates. People spend a lot of time mm -hmm. trying to you know, memorize their technical skills without actually convincing themselves that this is a job that they would be a good fit for. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Um, communication indeed is absolutely key and how you transmit your added value to the company and that confidence about um, 
you know, the, the value you bring to, to the company as, as a candidate. Yeah, totally. Thank you, Mike. And, and, and I think maybe if I just wanted to add one other thing, um, it sure. would probably be the, that preparation really does matter. Um, I think some candidates think that if they over-research their interviewers or tell an interviewer that, oh, I looked you up on LinkedIn, that might come across as a little too forward, a little too aggressive. But in reality, that's not the case. Interviewers tend to really appreciate that candidates have put time and preparation into understanding the company, their values, even the interviewer themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my colleagues know that I always say that preparation makes perfect. Yeah. I always say that to our students as well. And I really believe it. And I completely agree with what you say. And um, sometimes candidates think that if they prepare too much, they are going to come across a little bit you know, mechanic, yeah. not, not uh, natural enough, but it's really the opposite. The more you prepare, the more confidence uh, you put into your communication and you transmit, yeah. uh, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're clearer and much more structured in your, in your pitch. I totally agree. And the thing that I usually would say to people that feel they're becoming too robotic, uh, practice pauses practice vocal intonations, you can have something memorized and not come off as robotic. I mean, actors on your favorite television shows do that yeah. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think it also shows motivation, right? Uh, when you prepare and put uh, time to, to really uh, prepare for something, you're showing your motivation as well. So that leads to my second question. Uh, from SADC careers, we focus very much on, on motivation when we help students to prepare for interviews. From your experience, how much importance does motivation play in an interview and how do you measure it? Yeah, I think um, motivation is one of, if not the most important things in the interview. Most candidates that don't have the right technical profile for a role will probably be screened out in the application phase. If you've been invited to an interview, you can assume that the company feels that you could be a reasonable fit for them. So then when you get to the interview, motivation is everything. I can give my examples from the consulting industry that we will ask specifically, why consulting? And then why BCG? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, if someone answers a very generic answer to why BCG, I would say, well, I think you could say the same thing about Bain or McKinsey. Yeah. You're not differentiating between even the competitor firms in this industry. Um, there are a lot of ways to do that differentiation and really showcase your motivation for a company. But if you go in with a very generic uh, answer to something like that, if you go in with a generic answer for Google that could be applied to Facebook or even a tech startup, yeah. you know, the company is going to realize that you're not prepared and that you're just looking for a job. And it's really important not just to look for a job, but to look for a job that you're motivated for because that's going to come across in the interview. And at the end of the day, once you get that role, it's going to make you happier to be there. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess also it shows in your tone of voice, uh, you know, the spark in your eyes, you know, all those things are also very important in an interview, right? Absolutely. Most of us are not great liars. <laughs> we, can, we can certainly train ourselves to use pauses and vocal intonations to not sound so robotic. But if you truthfully don't want the role you're interviewing for, it's going to be really difficult to come across as truly motivated for that position. Yeah, absolutely. So Mike, specifically for consulting interviews, 
we know they have two main parts, the fit part and the case part. How important is each one? Yeah, absolutely. What I'll do is I'll kind of break it down into each of these pieces and give you a little bit more um, perspective on each. The short answer is we really value both of these things. The, the difference is that there is no real right answer to fit and cases often are looking to drive to a certain conclusion. Maybe there isn't one answer, but there's a process by which you have to learn how to do a case, do it properly, um, and, and showcase your learning to really advance in the consulting interview process. So if I had to assign percentages, I really do think it's probably 50-50. Mm -hmm. um, with the fit interviews in consulting in specific, really, really focusing on that motivation piece, why BCG, why consulting is important, but then also making sure that you understand what a consultant actually does. I often will hear people say, I want to work in strategy. Ah, strategy, mm -hmm. it's such a mysterious word, but it sounds really <laughs> cool because you get to have lots of impact. But people can't actually define what strategy is and what strategy consulting actually requires of you. So mm -hmm. ensuring that you have that understanding and the fit is really important. And then also making sure that your competency-based stories are very well structured. Um, mm -hmm. We really do look for structure, not only in the case, but also in the fit. Um, so if I ask, tell me a time you tried and failed, you should probably lead with the answer, give a short amount of context, structure your body, maybe say three things that you did, give a yeah. learning and a result at the end, and really just showcase that you've prepared these stories and you've organized them in a way that's very useful for the interview. On the case side of things, I would say that what ends up happening is a lot of times people fail on the case but no one ever really gets the job on the case. Oftentimes people get the job on the motivation and the fit, but because the case interviewing is so specific to the consulting industry, a lot of people don't prepare adequately to really pass through this piece. What I would suggest is really start by trying to find someone that knows this industry really well, if possible. I mm -hmm. know that Asade careers counselors, for instance, have a lot of knowledge about the consulting industry, but even asking an alumni or you know, someone in your extended network that understands this industry to help you get started, I think that's really, really important. And then when you've learned the basics of the case, the key thing that people don't do very well is they treat it like an exam especially mm -hmm. university students, people that don't have a lot of experience in the workplace, they think that the case interview is an exam that they need to get through and get the right answer. And, and while there are certain pieces that need to be correct, at the end of the day, we want this to be more of a conversation. We wanna see your creativity. We wanna understand how you're tackling this business problem. And we wanna hear you articulate your thought process behind all of these answers. So if you just go in thinking, all right, I'm going to show my motivation and the fit, and then I'm going to get an A plus on the case. You're probably not approaching the case right because we really want to see more creativity and not just, you know, getting through the balance sheet and telling me that profitability or getting through the income statement and telling me profitability is going up. That's an exam that you take at Asade. That's not a consulting interview. Yeah. And I guess that, um, you know, in uh, consulting firms are also looking to see how candidates would perform in front of a client, right? So it's really a simulation of how the candidates would, uh, you know, uh, talk about their uh, proposal to a client, uh, their suggestions to a business situation, etc. Right? 
absolutely. It's something that in the interview report, so the literal scorecard that you that the interviewer will write about you after they you know have interviewed you, one of the the things is will you send this person to a client, and um, would you trust that this person can present in front of clients, because this is a very very interpersonal job, our consultants need to be able to understand that you know the candidates that are applying that they're interviewing will be able to really represent BCG's brand very quickly. This is a job that you learn a lot really, really fast, but also that learning curve can be intimidating. You don't have a lot of time to really um, you know, do a ton of training. We provide, of course, a lot of good training, but your first case, your first project will only be a few weeks after yeah. you start working at BCG. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, to prepare for a case interview, as, as you said, you know, preparation is really important. Uh, again, as, as we were saying before, preparation makes perfect. Uh, so what do you recommend? Uh, what specific uh, things uh, our audience can do to prepare for case interviews? Sure. The first thing that I would do um, is understand what resources and tools your university provides to you. I know that Asade has some subscriptions to different platforms online and also runs sessions. Um, so don't feel that you have to do this alone, first of all. Really take stock of what of, uh, resources are in front of you. From there, I think finding people that really understand this process to start training you quicker is useful. What a lot of candidates do is they end up doing mock interviews only with other students. And then mm -hmm. it becomes the case of the blind leading the blind. Um, while it's inevitably you're going to do mock interviews with your classmates, it's really important to learn truthfully what casing is from someone that understands it early on. And that might be someone in Asade Careers, in Asade Alumni. There's also YouTube videos that all of the big firms put out that are showcasing kind of the mock case flow that you can watch. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Amazing. Uh, and this is actually quite important because um, case interviews are not a thing of consulting specifically anymore. Many industries are currently using cases as a way to uh, assess the analytical skills of candidates. So it's very important, regardless of the industry that you're targeting, that you prepare for case interviews. Yeah, I, I think on that topic, um, the, the term case is utilized by many different companies. The consulting case interview is quite unique. What I see is a lot of companies are utilizing pieces of the consulting case interview to evaluate their candidates. For instance, I see a lot of rotational programs in consumer goods and healthcare utilizing, say, maybe case exhibits to test mm -hmm. people in the interview. Um, if you're not interviewing with consulting, but you have an interest in this type of strategy-oriented work, I would suggest that you begin the consulting prep because the foundational prep is really good for a lot of industries. But from there, what I would suggest is really understanding what elements of the case are tested in the companies you're targeting because everybody uses this word case and it's not the same evaluation. The way that a product manager role in a big tech company delivers a case is very, very, very different. Usually it's take home, which requires a lot of different skills. So you get that foundation and then ask, whenever a candidate emails me, uh, the recruiter at BCG saying, hey, I'm not sure what this case will entail. I don't say, oh my gosh, they're a bad candidate. No, 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 of course I answer them. So candidates, if you're unsure what type of interview you're going to be getting, even if they say case and you don't understand what that case will entail, 
it's really important that you ask for specifics because sometimes the recruiters are vague just because they don't have a lot of time on their hands. But if you follow up, you'll get more information. Yeah, amazing. Great advice. So Mike, we've uh, chosen three questions from our audience, from our students. uh, So you can give us a short and practical answer. First question, what's your advice to perform well in a virtual interview? Yeah, I would say that when we were talking previously about communication and presence, you know where your interview will be if you're going to do a virtual interview, right? You know what room you're going to take that. Set your computer up, make sure that your entire body is in the the view of the screen. You want to make sure that your hand gestures can be seen. So it might require you to push your computer back a little bit. And then uh, remember eye contact because a lot of people will look at the eyes of the interviewer, but because your camera is usually above or below the screen, it might seem like you're not making eye contact to them. So I would really try to test with someone beforehand and see where you have to look to really make that eye contact. And by setting yourself up that way, I mean, all of your preparation and everything else is going to come through. Yeah, perfect. And second question, what are the common mistakes to avoid in an interview? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a really difficult question to answer, right? <laughs> I think that one of the most common mistakes that candidates make is just truthfully not understanding why they want to be there. People panic, they apply to a lot of jobs, they just freak out and decide, all right, I'm gonna apply to everything and see what happens. But then they're not actually spending time understanding the companies, understanding the values and being able to communicate that motivation that we talked about before. Apply to fewer jobs and learn them better. Yeah, that's amazing. So very unique selling point as a candidate, right? Yeah, exactly. Perfect. And a final question. When is the right time to follow up during an interview process and how? Sure. I don't mind being reached out to on LinkedIn. Um, I also don't mind being reached out to on my email. I would always be sending a follow-up, just a thank you letter, something very, very brief, either on LinkedIn or on email the same day that you've had your interview. Now, the benefit to having a... a to, Now, the benefit to being able to reach out on LinkedIn is that you'll add that person to your network. So even if you don't end up getting that job, you have a connection to that person, you know, as long as you have a LinkedIn. So perhaps you never know, maybe in three or four years, you're going to reapply and you could send a follow up um, to the person that you interviewed with years ago. If you keep it all on LinkedIn with emails, they're, you know, one at a time and you tend to lose those addresses. So I kind of like LinkedIn, but as long as you send something in the same day, I think it works. Yeah, absolutely. That's great advice. So it's not only thinking about the short term, but also about the medium long term and, you know, to, to uh, make sure that you're actually developing the relationship with the interviewer, regardless of the outcome of, of the interview. Absolutely. Thank you, Mike. And as a final remark, what would be your main piece of advice for our students to build a strong career regarding interview performance or in general? Yeah. I think both in general and in interview performance, investing in learning what you want to do early on in your career adds so much value as you approach your late 20s, your 30s and beyond. I work with a lot of MBAs who made a decision when they were 22 uh, that they didn't really think about perfectly. And then they have to kind of do an MBA and make a switch and it's a little bit more difficult. 
So the more time you spend with yourself, the more time you do self-reflection and really think about what you like and what you want in a career early, the better. And you know, maybe I'll just end on an anecdote. I, yeah. I, I started as a consultant at PwC and I liked it. I, I enjoyed the impact of the industry, but I always had this itch because I love media. So I, I really know the television and entertainment industry really well. And I did my MBA actually to move into that industry. I got a really nice internship with a, a pretty famous actor in their media agency. And it was really interesting. But once I started learning about that, I realized that my skill set doesn't fit this industry. And just because I like that industry doesn't mean that I want to build a career in that industry. I see a lot of young people thinking that they want to have a career in something that they really like. But when you really challenge them on what they know about the inner workings of the roles available in that industry, they have no idea. And it's a lot easier to do that research early, make that mistake, and then grow in your earlier mid-20s than if you're seeking that out, you know, in your late 20s, 30s, and beyond, only to realize that if you had done more research, that might not be the industry you want to be a part of. Wow, amazing. That's uh, great, great feedback and advice. So Mike, I'm sure that our students are eager to, um, to find out more about you, to start, uh, to, to start developing a relationship with, with you. So where can, where can our students find you? Yeah. The best way to communicate with me would definitely be on LinkedIn. Um, if you search Michael Mascarenis, I think the actual URL is michael-mascarenis19. Um, if you type in Mike Mascarenis BCG, you'll be able to find it. And I'm pretty good with it. So if you reach out, of course, after the holidays, I would happily, <laughs> happily respond to any of your students. That's great. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much for this conversation. All your insights about how to successfully perform in an interview have been great. And the career beat goes on next month. In our next episode, we'll talk about another key topic for a successful career, networking. Our guests will be Vishal Tucker, expert networker, founder of Sun Consulting, a boutique consulting firm specialized in helping people to bring their full potential. And if this wasn't enough, he is also an SRE MBA alumni, so the best person to understand your journey. Looking forward to seeing you in our next episode of Career Beats. Keep your career beating. Tune in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts for a monthly dose of career stories, advice, and trends.